I don't know, you're more into the uh, music industry, obviously, than I am. I'm just a fan and trying to do my damn thing. But how much do you think, like, like, yeah, how much do you think, like, a band like The Misfits makes, like, doing a show like Riot Fest? Like, that's how they got them re- reunited. Okay. for going to The Misfits. That that was their first show. We're going. And Let's keep the back chatter down over oh, there, tour manager. <laughs> Hey, yeah, we're, yeah, we're just going. Let's introduce we're, ourselves. We're in, uh, uh, this is Death Comes Lifting episode. What the fuck ever? We're down here in the uh, where the magic happens in the dungeon of the Lower East Side in Mix Jaguars practice space, and I'm with uh, the, uh, the the front man. Introduce yourself, my friend. Hello, John Martin, Mix Jaguar. We're also joined by Justin, Team Funny NYC on Instagram. How's it going? We just bought a ticket for the Misfits, so we're oh, all yes. on the floor to rock it out. Rock it out on the floor. Yes, we are. Um, well, thanks for joining us. And we have two mics, so this might get a little weird with three or four people, but weird is how we want this episode to be, because this is already weird. It's awesome. And, we, and we've got the gate open to the street, so maybe we'll get some weird Lower East Side visitors. Yeah, and the piss bucket's out there, so maybe and we'll do that. And the piss bucket. Um, I mean... So I think the Misfits probably pull in like a million dollars a show for these last ones. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I bet sure. they're getting like million dollar guarantees. And it's so crazy. How does that work? Like when like how much does like do they individually take home? Do you think like how does that work? How do you think they divvy that up? Well, who's in the band right now? So it's it's Danzig. Danzig. Uh, Dave Lombardo. <laughs> He probably okay. gets the, if the least. Right. So it's it's so it's Danzig, Jerry only, and Doyle. Like even the way it's billed is weird. And then Dave Lombardo from from Slayer, right? But no one ever mentions it. So like, his name's not mentioned on anything. Yeah, which is weird because yeah. like AC Slade. Do you know who AC Slade is? Oh, is he like the third, the second guitarist, he's like the rhythm guitar player right. in the back? Yeah, he doesn't get mentioned I, at all. He doesn't get mentioned at all, but he's he's badass. He's a huge supporter of Death Comes Lift. Oh, cool! Shout out to AC Slade. He's he's awesome. But he was the bassist for Dope, if you remember Dope. Oh, really? Yeah, and played with the Murder Dolls and Wednesday Thirteen, shit like that. And now he's doing Misfits now festival dates and in yeah. big ass arenas. I mean, how awesome of a gig is that? Three chords and fucking Madison Square Garden. That's all you got to do. You know, it's funny. This is like a really good bill. Like, I saw I saw the Damned at Irving Plaza a couple of years ago, and it was great. Um, I've never seen Rancid. Neither. I've never seen the Damned or Rancid. I've seen the Misfits a few times. Oh, really? Yeah, never seen. The Which version of the Misfits have you seen? I well, growing up, I saw Jerry Owens the Misfits a right. lot because they toured like every year. They were at the Ultra Bar in Pittsburgh like every year, and there was like it was half full. It was funny. And, like, me not knowing any better, I went when I was 12. I'm like, I just saw the Misfits, you know? Nice. And then you realize, oh. Did, but, you, uh, did you go see Black Flag when they were in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I did. They were good. Was it good? It was actually pretty was good. Was it Mike V singing? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. But uh, I saw the, um, so I saw the first Den- uh, not Denver, Chicago Misfits show. And I saw that they came back to Chicago. And then I saw one when they were here in uh, New Jersey. So I saw three. This is my fourth Misfits show. So you've seen the ones with Danzig? Yeah, three times. This is my fourth time. Oh, you are full on. Dude, Death Death Comes Ripping. Death Comes Ripping. Yes, it's me. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. You're on tour. You're on fucking 
You're basically a fish head, but for the misfits. Yeah, well, if this was the last one, I wasn't going to not do it. So you that, have ex- to. that explains my presence here. Just punk rocking it with no hotel room. I get it. And just I get it. going for it. I mean, Sam and I, our drummer, we do that with the Stones. Do you? Yeah, we'll go. We did. Um, How many times have you seen them? I've seen the Stones like 11 times now, I think. Good for you. Like, we did. Like, we usually just pick two cities on a map that we haven't been to. Yeah. And, uh, like, we did, a couple of years ago, we did we did Pittsburgh. We saw them at Heinz Field. I was there. <laughs> it was pouring, from what I remember. Yes, it was. I think I had a, I had a, basically had an emotional breakdown uh, during, um, you can't always get what you want. It was like the rain was coming down, and I was all fucked up. <laughs> and I just started, I was, like, just really deep in my head. And they had, like, a chorus. They had, like, a choir playing with them this choir would you know they would get a local you know church choir to come on and do the you know do the background vocals on you can't always get what you want and it was just like it was i think it was i think it was probably their the the first song of their encore and it was just like it just like hit me so hard and like i mean i was all fucked up and and i just was like bawling like that was the most of us at heinz field yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was a fun night. Um, we, we did Buffalo, that one. This last one we did D.C., uh, Foxborough, or, you know, outside Boston, um, and then uh, one of the Jersey shows. That sounds like a lot of fun. I bet it's fun seeing Mick Jagger with Mick Jaguar. I bet it's a, bet it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amusing. Um, we, uh, Obviously, there's no influence there whatsoever. No, we've never really listened to their music that much. Um, no, it's a, it's a good time. Uh, it's just, you know, it's funny. I I only want to go see punk shows or, like, big-ass stadium shows. Nothing in between. Yeah, no amphitheater things. No, no, like not, although I did go see... Um, uh, I did go see Skinnerd and Hank Williams Jr. at Forest Hills in Queens, which is cool. It's like ten thousand person amphitheater, so like big bands play there. But I'm like right now, I'll go see any big act. I'll go see any big act. What the fuck? There's things are coming from the streets of New York, the New York River. <laughs> Or is it the um, player? Do you want me to take the mic? No. Are you investigate? Yeah, I gotta investigate. Take two. Someone locking us in. Lock the mic. We can just riff for a second. Yeah, Introduce yeah. yourself. We didn't give you a proper introduction. Hi, this is Justin. I'm the tour manager for Mixed Jaguar. Team Funny NYC on Instagram. Never know what's gonna come down that hole into the dungeon. He does great things. This band rocks. Yeah, Justin keeps us, uh, Justin's the vibes tech. I would not, yeah. That's probably a tough job, man. I would not, I don't know if I'd work that job, to be honest. I'd rather just do this. Uh, yeah, with this, with this group, it's, uh, there's a lot of vibes teching that's needed. Vibes teching. After midnight, they go full gremlin. Mogwai. Is that his name, Mogwai. Gizmo. 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 Close Who's Ma- Mogwai's, Mogwai's the, like, the, the, Mogwai's the, the species. Rock band. species. Yeah. Right. Mogwai, the band, is actually playing in Brooklyn tonight. Are they? Yeah. There you go. It's, it's actually so kind it's of... Kill a Priest. I saw Wu-Tang Clan uh, in Toronto like a month or two ago. I saw them in Cleveland. It, it was great. Did they? Okay. 
<coughs> so they headlined this festival, uh, and it was it was cool. And they, you know, they do like their act is like really good. Like first, mm-hmm. like RZA and Jizza come out, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of like intro it and hype it. But they played the trailer for their like new whatever their shows on Series Netflix or, or whatever. whatever it's on Hulu. Hulu, yeah, yeah, and uh, and. And like so, it's like they they played the trailer for their show before the before the performance. I was like, that's aggressive. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie does that shit too. Oh, is that Rob Zombie? Yeah. The uh, he advertises movies at his concerts. Oh, real quick. It makes sense. I mean, I'm sure if Gene Simmons did that, he'd do it at Kiss shows. The uh, but then and so then Wu Tang like so Riz and Jizza come out, and then you know Inspect Deck comes out, mm. and then you know. Old Dirty's kid comes out, Young and baby. they keep going until and like everyone gets their own intro. Uh-huh. It was a really cool way to do a show. But the weirdest part about it was at the end of the performance, like the encore, they did they rapped over the Beatles "Come Together." Ooh. It was real strange. And then I wonder why. Smells like Teen Spirit, but they didn't rap over it. They just danced. And we were all just sitting there, we're like, are they just playing? Are they just like running the clock out? They're just like playing Smells Like Teen Spirit to this crowd. And then they, and then they, I think they, they probably ended it with Cream or something. But They must know over half their audience is white. That's why they did that. Uh, it was a, it was a fairly uh, melanin deficient crowd up in Toronto. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great, man. Like, being around here, how much is like, the Wu Tang Clan, like the influenced like everything, you know, like he, like me growing up with the Wu Tang Clan, like Brooklyn and Staten Island were like legendary, like uh, kind of like scary places, like in in my mind. And now I come here, it's pretty surreal, and I like can't help but think of like Wu Tang. Does that happen to you? I mean, Staten Island is like a different world yeah. than here. I mean, it, it really feels like it's removed. I mean, it's also it's also it's huge. It's literally it, an island. Yeah, it's an island that there's no subway to get. There is a subway when you're there, but there's no subway to get there. You could have to get go there by a bridge or by the ferry. That's actually something you could do while you're in town. I might do it's a free ferry. More. It's a yeah. free. Is it a free ferry? Free ferry. Yeah, it's a free ferry. <laughs> you go by the uh, you go by the Statue of Liberty and everything's cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm a big fan of the ferries in New York City. Um, uh, I'd like to just thank the de Blasio administration for uh, supporting the ferries and uh, subsidizing them to the tune of like six or seven bucks per ferry ride. There we go. That, uh, so it's just like the taxpayers of New York City. Um, oh, boys. And uh, so it just feels different. Like Brooklyn, I've always lived in Brooklyn for like since I moved to New York, like. How long ago was that? 2002. Um, You've been here for a while, man. Yeah, I feel old. Uh, <laughs> the um, You look great. Thanks. Death comes with the workouts. <laughs> and more natty light. Sam and I were going to a trainer uh, this summer. Uh, he was this French um, ex-professional rugby player. Wow. Sam. Great dude. I'm sure. Great dude. And sure uh, cool. Yeah. And it, it was funny. Uh, we we had a you know we had a, a big show at Union Pool, which we played with High Reaper and um, Opulence, and uh, it was like High Reaper's record release party, 
And, uh, you know, Union Pool's like, you know, I don't know, 125. And we were, like, excited for it. Like, mm-hmm. we're probably going to sell it out. And, like, you know, it's, it's a nice big show for us. Yeah, and, I, follow, uh, I follow you guys. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, yeah and, and, and so we're telling the trainer, you know, these guys, like, making us fucking, you know, basically want to kill ourselves. And, you know, I was, I was like, look, I haven't exercised for, like, 20 years. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and, but, you know, it was good, like, getting into it with him. But then... You know, he's like, oh, I want to come see the band sometime. And we're like, oh, we're playing Union Pool. He goes, you're playing Union Pool? And we're like, yeah. He goes, just the little room? And I was like, oh, thanks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone that doesn't know what it's like, man. And, and he, guys, he, I was like, it's 125 people at a big show. <laughs> um, uh, but he... Uh, That's funny as fuck. Yeah, he told me, he told me no more. Uh, we want to be really healthy. He goes, no more alcohol and cheese no more cheese he goes look i'm french i understand it it's hard is it hard that's hard alcohol is probably better than if you're going to cut something out it's probably better to cut cheese out than alcohol to be honest it's like the two best things in life this is something i'd like discovered about you from just checking out your instagram and stuff is uh you're you're big in food yeah you're i what, what's going on there i uh my day job, I work in the food media world, um, and I don't usually, aside probably from my own personal Instagram, I don't really cross the streams right. from work stuff and, and, and rock and roll music stuff. You've got the perfect gig. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's literally uh, combined your interests. Um, I mean, look, none of us could make a living doing the band. Like, in New York City. In New York City. I mean, it's, it's insane. Like, yeah. And it's, and that's why it's, it, you know, for us, it's like, just to get the apparatus of the band on the road is like, it's bitch and it's expensive and you're basically just throwing money away mm-hmm. and, you know, that's not necessarily a, a, a long-term business strategy for the, for but it's a, awesome. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Makes it a positive impact on people, and that's why I want to support the bands I love, So, especially the ones that need it. And most people are totally oblivious to how much it actually costs and how much it actually takes and how much you actually make. Like, you are not the misfits. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's know? like those bands, they're brands, yeah, right? Right. We're not, I don't feel that we're a brand. We, we, yes. you know, we've talked to, like, music agency, music managers and shit. They're like, just make a brand. I'm like... Yeah, I don't. If I wanted to do that, I'd go work in an advertising agency. Yeah, you just want to play. I don't. I I like. I'm much. And I get it though. Like, you know, we saw Idols the other night, and Alex and I went to that. It's a brand now. I get it. You know, but it's not like on the level of like Kiss, where like you know, at like Kiss HQ, you know, there's like a licensing department where they're like, what can we slap the Kiss logo on? And you know, same thing. But those are the biggest bands. You know, they're 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 brand their brands right now and they make shit piles of money when they're not even on the road just by licensing their their intellectual property out and you know that's I mean that would be amazing to have revenue like that I mean like whoever owns I think the, the funny thing with the Misfits skull was it was a perfect logo because it hit the copyright had expired it was from whatever that film was like Crimson's the crim- yeah Crimson Ghost Crimson Ghost yeah. yeah and which was so old yeah. that the, the like the copyright had expired or the trademark had expired so it was fair use right so basically they grabbed the skull put misfits over it there's your logo 
and now Beautiful. and yeah it's pretty smart yeah and, and who would just take a song name and change like a couple letters and make it their company name yeah pretty I don't, cheeky I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. i'm just following in their footsteps so yeah um, my ass, well i'm sure we'll get a a cease and desist from Mick Jagger at, at some point. I'm waiting for mine. Some, some. Uh, he has way more of my money. Well, some artist. So the Stones went after um, <coughs> this band in Philly called Spacen uh, because they had a tongue. They they did the tongue logo on the cover of their record, but it was like the tongue logo, like partially like fr- like acid fried. Um, and the Stones went after them, and but that was like the actual mark, like, and then, and then there was, there was some, fuck, I just read this. It was this musician, her name. Oh my God, what is it? Oh, I believe you, nonetheless. No fuck, what is her name? Um, but uh, wait, I'm just gonna look it up. It's pause. Fun. Yeah, we're pausing this. I paid. I paid the extra yeah. two bucks or whatever to get my ticket. I yeah, save yeah. all. I save all. I try to, but I, love it. I bought these tickets 15 minutes ago while I was taking a <laughs> Let's shit. Let's both put our tickets so <laughs> we don't have to. There's a there's a Walgreens down the street. Okay, cool. I'm stoked to see the damn honestly. So they're on. It's always weird having visitors uh, coming down the stairs. Um. Uh, the doors are at six thirty. Yeah, Dan will be on seven thirty. Yeah, they said showtime seven thirty. You get like a tiny sandwich. Yeah, there's that like food court thing there that look. I don't know. I'm not trying to drop what? fucking thirty dollars on food. No, you already paid fucking yes. two hundred bucks <laughs> yeah. for a fucking ticket. I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad we could all be on the floor for this. This is great. Oh yeah. So, unexpected. you just quick sandwich at Tiny's. They're fucking amazing. I would do that. Yeah. And what do we want to do? We want to get on that F, F to the AC? Yeah. And that takes us right to Penn. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know the subways at all, so that's all you guys. We'll I've been it. Ubering and walking. I walked from the Lower East Side <laughs> to the Apollo Theater in Harlem today. That's like fucking that's 100 plus blocks. That's <laughs> my workout for the day. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I Ubered back. Oh, there you go. Yeah, fuck that. But. I mean... That's it. So, <laughs> Justin tried to get me to ride a city bike over the bridge <laughs> today. Uh, I, I said, no, I'll, I'll take the subway. <laughs> I can't take the train for one stop. It just, it, it just makes no sense for me. But just going over the bridge, it makes, like, it makes sense. That's why I have the city bike. Because the Uber is $10, and if you take the train, it's 3 bucks. But it, I get over the bridge faster. On the, there's a bike... The city bike thing in front of my house. That's true. Struggles of New York City, right there. I never have to worry about this. Not living. Here. We had a good time in Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh we were we uh, we yeah, played. Yeah, make it, but that was rock, rock room. room, classic venue, punk rock. Venue. Pretty good turnout too. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I try help. I tried to help promote it. So I appreciate hey, that. Man. That retirement home that we stayed in was amazing. That was a weird vibe. <laughs> you stayed in an actual retirement home? Well, it was like a we, we got some cheap hotel room. It yeah. was like it was in yeah. Polish Hill. It wasn't uh, terribly far. It was in, okay. a, in a hospital. It was like part a hospital, part like a senior citizen living. Like it's the beauty of being in a touring band, you get to explore these places. Yeah, you know what I mean, Com- nice, nice free breakfast. Nice free breakfast. I mean, it's the free breakfast that yeah, like that's what because you're, you're like you're like boom. That just saved us. <laughs> You know, a hundred bucks, bucks right there, you know? Um, 
Hopefully, yes, yeah, so we're going to do a couple shows. Uh, yeah, talk about Mixed Jaguar, promote your shit. <laughs> you don't hear about transportation in New York City. <laughs> no, I want you to do what's best for you. Um, so we, What's next? What's album two? Is this, is this the Led Zeppelin two to your Led Zeppelin one? Have you heard any? I sent you any? No. You want to hear some? Yes. Very much so. While you do that, I'm going to talk about why I like Mixed Jaguar so much. And it's because, and we were talking about this before the podcast, as I don't try to break the guitar, is I just love, as much as I'm into, like, death metal and punk rock, I love rock and roll. I love glam rock. I love all that shit, the Stones and all that. And it's just so refreshing to hear a new band that does rock and roll right and does it fun. And there's no pretentious factor. The tunes are undeniable. It's just a, just a killer fucking band. And I think more pe- people would be happier if they listened to Mixed Jaguar. Well, thank and that's you. why I like him. Hey, okay. How was that for a review? And that was an honest. That was an honest. I don't opinion. even know if Justin's ever listened to the record. He just comes on tour to party. That's what, what I'm talking about, Are you and that's how me? it goes. He's probably this guy's seen more shows than anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So they're all one of them are banded up. Here we go. Some old blues vibes. There's a shit ton in there. Some of them are rolled up. Um, so. Okay. So we did. So we demoed. Uh, we 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 did. We've done two sessions for the new record. One at. Uh, the Axis Monday Rockaway Beach Hut uh, studio down in, in Rockaway um, with a guy named Chris Eulen from the band White Fang. He uh, he he recorded it. And it was cool. And uh, and then we did another session in um, in, in the lower side of the studio called uh, 66 Rivington. Um, so we did two sessions, but um, they were recorded very differently, and it was. It was interesting working with some different uh, engineers this time. Um, here I'll play. Yes, I'm so excited. Exclusive first look. Oh, here we go. Okay, here you go. Um, here I'll play. Charge my phone somewhere. Play five seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, all right. Plugs all over. Dope. Um, Thank you. His song's called Speed Dealer. We all need one of them. I'm sure it'll be at the Misfits, let's do it. Jaguar I know and love, man. 
love it. I'm getting uh, blues vibes. I'm getting always getting the early Bon Scott ACDC vibes from you. That's that's which, which what is we aim for. It's mainly honestly. Let's just we can just cut to the chase. The real reason why you're on this podcast is is to discuss the conspiracy fact that <laughs> Bon Scott wrote most of, if not all, of Back in Black. Is that how is that how you framed it? Yeah. So uh, there's a book that came out called Bond. Like the O.M.? Yeah. And, um, I like the other one. I think the other one, the outline is the coolest. I don't know if there's a movie though. I mean, an mix-up. There might, there's not every size and every design. I just brought what I could. Classic shirts on tour. Yep. Yep. Um, the, uh, so, we made too many shirts. Fucking, like, for a tour, we need, we should have had like we got some bad advice. So we were like we're going on tour. They're like you need to make four shirts. Yeah, I have too many. I have too many designs. Well, that's we a horrible one design. Yeah, so do I. I. I make all these shirts and like three of them sell. So yeah, exactly. That's how it is. But the, your Satan's on the telephone shirt. I wear it all the time. Nice, thank you. Yeah. That was a. Uh, I wore it to uh, Christmas dinner. I worked at Christmas dinner with my girlfriend's family. And oh, I, that must have gone over well. I ate an edible and was super high in a mixed Jaguar shirt in front of everybody. <laughs> and I uh, just wanted you to know that you were there in spirit. Satan's on the fucking telephone. He is. Um, so, okay, so I was listening. When we wrote the first record, I was on a big ACDC kick, as I think probably everyone was. I was um, say you have to be. Yeah, I mean... Where I, are you if you're not? And also, when am I not on a big ACDC kick? But, like, right. it was especially, I think, apparent. We, like, a lot of the, the, the sort of, like, the sonic palette, uh, we wanted the album to sound like, you know, we wanted the guitars to have that crunch, like, the drums to be in the similar spot in the mix, like, mm-hmm. you know, because this was, it was, you know, those pre-Highway to Hell records, they also, I mean, Highway to Hell obviously sounds fucking amazing but like they they all just sound like they're well produced but they also sound like the amps are on fire you know like literally on fire and then that's actually a story like I think it was during I think it was during Let There Be Rock when they were recording that Angus's amps started smoking during the solo and they were like fuck it keep keep going keep going like I I didn't know that and uh, so I was so I'm reading this book Bond and it's by this guy Jesse Fink, uh, and it was, it basically breaks down his life, you know, and kind of the, the years of, from, you know, 1976 to when he died in, in 80, I guess, or 79 or 80, right after How Hell came out. Um, and he, he gets you to a place where it's like, it's, it's incontrovertible proof that he wrote some, definitely some. Definitely some. Without a doubt, some of Back in Black. So like, like, all the good parts of Back in Black, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, like, Brian Johnson's awesome. I'm, not, I'm no, not a huge fan. He ain't no Bon Scott. So, so okay, I just, discovered, I just discovered <laughs> these two ACDC clone bands. Uh, there's one called Airborne. Oh, yeah, from uh, they're from Melbourne. They're fucking great. Yeah, they're... Better than Brian Johnson's ACDC. It's it, it's so weird because it's Brian Johnson era. Like yeah. the guy sounds like him. I mean, it's maybe a little punger, but like, it's it's fucking ACDC. Like I'm, I listen to it because I'm like, oh, it's like 
here's eight more ACDC albums I've never heard. It's, yeah. It is ACDC. It is. And then the other one uh, was called oh, fuck. Rhino Bucket. Okay. And they were like a 90s band. But they were like Bon Scott era ACDC. And it's like uncanny. You listen to it and you're like, holy shit. That, like if we played that on the, uh, like in the, in the tour van, mm-hmm. like people would be like, what ACDC album is this? Like it would, it's that, it's, they nailed it, you know? Yeah. Just cause awesome. like, I mean, it's, it's not a crazy formula, but. But it is a difficult formula to do right. You know what's really hard to do right? Covering an ACDC song. Yeah, I don't even know how you could, honestly. We've <laughs> tried to do If You Want Blood, and we've tried to do Money Talks, and they both just are disasters when we try to do them. Ooh, let's try to think of it. Uh, you should maybe rock and roll singer for Mixed Jaguar. I can see you on that breakdown, and all the other shit, tip, tip, teach our kids in school. Mick Jaguar that shit up. You can do that. We could. <laughs> we could. It's, it, it, it's something about the rhythm is really hard with AC because it's so every it's almost robotic in their songs like it's so locked in and there's like like the Stone songs Stones are loose and there's like a push and pull Mm -hmm. but like ACDC is like metronome it's all rock yeah there's no roll (laughs) I mean they rock for sure they I think they have a lot of roll for sure um do you play any instruments besides saying no your vocals or your instruments always Good. Yeah. I mean, um, even just for fun, do you fuck around ever? I mean, I'll sit down in that drum kit until they'll tell me to stop. That's good. That's a true. That's a true rock and roll front um, That's what I dig. Well, that was Bon Scott who played drums. Uh, yeah. And that—that's the sort of the holy grail of, of ACDC. Uh, you know, like people looking for lost tapes is like, is there a back in black demo with Bon Scott drumming right. and the, the young brothers playing guitar? Because that's how they would write yeah. the records. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No um, shit. That's so cool. Yeah, and the, yeah, so anyway, highly recommend that book and yes. it's fucking true that he wrote some, if not all, of Back in Black. Not all of Black and, and Black. I just wondered what it would have sounded like with him on it. it you know? Sounded probably fucking sweet. Because Brian Johnson did for sure write some in it. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. Yeah. Did he write the whole thing? But then like why every subsequent album is far, far worse than Back in Black. Basically. It does fall off pretty, like pretty hard, drastically. Because um, that was the that was the when Bond died, his girlfriend at the time said that ACDC's management came to the apartment and grabbed all his notebooks. What? Whoa! Yeah, like and and basically so the theory goes that they uh, that they took the notebooks wrote the songs with them and just cherry picked them over the years and look Brian Johnson didn't get writing credits after was it for those about uh, uh, for those about to rock I think so was that his last one like he just stopped writing so it's like you're telling me this guy just like comes in writes the biggest selling rock and roll album of all time and then doesn't write anymore stops yeah. like give me a break yeah and apparently the the uh the the um the publishing is split three ways because you know ACDC would split their publishing between the three principal songwriters which was you know Malcolm Young Angus Young Bon, bon Scott right right so for when he was alive 
on uh, apparently the publishing is split. Not uh, it, it's not written on the record like this, but apparently this guy you know got some proof that it's split three ways between the the Bon Scott estate mm. and then the Young. The oh man, I'm full in. Yeah, dude. Even if there wasn't evidence, I'm still full in that he wrote it or yeah. some of it. This guy went really like, real deep on like ACDC nerd forums. I honestly, I didn't know that was a book. I thought that you just like knew all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so maybe I should just edit out that it's a book. And we do the, the, the sage, John Martin, that knows yes. about the ACDC information. Everything about ACDC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've only, I've never, I never saw him uh, until Axel DC. Really? And it was fucking awesome. I'm sure. It, I mean, look, I'm Guns N' Roses was my first concert as a little kid, and like, you know, that was. They're a pretty big one for me, and uh, seeing that, it was like the weirdest, like, you know, tribute band, like, mm. it, it just all-star super group, it was bizarre seeing Axl Rose sing, but he nails it, dude, because like, for him, Bon Scott was like, that was his guy, right? you know? That's why Guns yeah. N' Roses were a thing, yeah. yeah. Who influences you the most besides ACDC and Guns N' Roses? I mean, look, I grew up, there wasn't like punk rock where I grew up mm-hmm. it didn't really exist like in Maine you grew up in Maine in correct. Maine in the 80s like I mean especially in like rural Maine like we had radio stations and yeah maybe they played The Clash you know they played Should I Stay or Should I Go or they played London Calling so that was your definition of punk rock yeah and like there were two radio stations and then it was the uh, you know it was the record store First, I remember the first record, the first CDs I bought were uh, Metallica and Justice for All and Molly Crew, Dr. Feelgood. Those were the first two CDs I bought, used, played again. Makes sense. Records. And yeah, like, I mean, it was like, for me, it was just like classic rock radio. Right. And then when the internet kind of became a thing, you, you know, you obviously. Mm go down the, the rabbit hole of discovering things and still there yeah but it, you know it, it was hard it was re- people don't realize how hard it was to find music we take it for like, granted so how old are you? right now I'm 25 you're 25 yeah like so you don't really remember I remember going to the mall to buy CDs and then shortly uh, I was in 6th grade when mp3s came out and we got iPods and right. I was 12 Right. But yeah, I first bought CDs when I was like 10. Yeah. So there was two years that I had to look out for shit. But there were still the <laughs> How internet. many CDs do you own? I own probably like 300. Yeah. I've got like my CDs still in box all in yeah. my fucking apartment. I'm like, why do I still have them? <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. I, now I feel like I feel like they're going to come around again like vinyl is. You know, how many people are kicking themselves because they threw away their vinyl collection? Yeah, that's right true. Now? You know, you can... There's new bands that are always coming out with vinyl. It's like the thing now. It's either you stream or you vinyl. I feel like people don't even care about CDs. Or I don't know what the cassette thing's all about either, but that's going on. I think we're going to do a cassette with the song we played you. Uh, that would be awesome. We're going to do a cassette with um, with that Pittsburgh band, Limo, Limousine Beach. Um, Sweet, man. We're going to, I guess, you know, do some you know, single cassette release. Like side A, side B type Yeah, thing? they'll do one side, we'll do the other. And then we're going to play two shows with them. We're gonna play Philly and then New York in early December. I'll mark my calendar. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'll yeah, so it. we're yeah we gotta. I want to plan another run. We were really hoping to get to Europe at some point. You will. Yeah, and Justin would really go <laughs> off the time. deep end. 
<laughs> Justin, would you rather do Europe or Japan? <sighs> oh, that's a rough one. Europe. Europe. Yeah. I would say Europe as well. Every day, a different country. Explain. Every day, a different country. Different ladies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the traveling circus of mixed Jaguar is not a. Uh, it's not very conducive. There's a lot of rock and roll decadence, but it's not a. There's actually. There's no like random. There's random room. weird friends in every city we meet. <laughs> yeah. um, this fucking guy. Yeah. The. Uh, the. I would like to go to Japan just because it's fucking a different world. Um, and food. And the food. We we eat pretty well on tour. There are a couple people in the band. They don't really give a shit about food. <laughs> Fine. Like I don't. I don't care. It's it, that you know everyone has their own things they're into. Yeah. Um, I really like food. Like. And, you know, that's part of the fun of being out there is, like, being like, where the fuck do we eat in Fresno? Like, <laughs> what is Fresno known for? You like, it, you just you pass the time, you know? Yeah. If you're sitting in the van, you know, it's like, there's only so much Instagram you can fucking do. And, you know, so then it's like, it gives you something to look forward to. If we went to eat at me, Justin, Grace, and Sam when we were in, uh, we had an off day in, oh, yeah, Berkeley or Oakland last tour. And we, we were like, fuck it, let's splurge at Chez Panisse. It was awesome. Okay. I mean, it's a fucking killer. Um, and, you know, but then, but then you know, four, six hours later, you'll be eating fast food. So it's like, you kind of have to, because you're going to, if you just eat the rest off fast food, you're going to just feel like shit. Where should people go eat in New York City, according to you? According to Mixed Jaguar, where's, where's some essential locations? Well, for my day job, I actually did a... Uh, recently did an article about this um uh personally um i mean for pizza okay best pizza in williamsburg i think is up there it's, it's, it's best called best i've been there actually yeah it's, because it's just called best pizza, yeah right? yeah it's, it's like the most genius like yeah. seo'd like i mean yeah. they didn't plan it like that but think how many people just google best, best pizza. pizza nyc probably everybody every day i have to disagree uh, Archie's. Where's Archie's? Archie's in, is in Williamsburg also. Okay. Maybe we'll test it out later. Also, uh, Industrie in Williamsburg is good pizza. Um, and then uh, for burgers, there's this little shithole called Blue Collar, which oh, makes yes. the best fucking burgers. It's so good. There's one in Bushwick and one in Williamsburg. That's great. Um, I mean, if you want to, like, go for a fancy dinner... Like or spend more like Momofuku, uh, Sambar is still great. It's like ten years in, fifteen years in, maybe it's still fucking awesome. Um, uh, it's good to know, cause I always look for new places. It's so crazy here. There's so many fucking restaurants. It's crazy. You know, hole in the walls are always good. You know, places like that. Um, let me show you something. Uh, so there is a restaurant near here called Ronin Stones. No way. It's a yakitori speakeasy that's totally stones themed. It's like something you, you would find in Japan. It's bonkers. That sounds amazing. The owner is like more of a stones obsessive than I am. Ronin Stones. It's fucking crazy. You need to play there. The there is a little stage. It's, it's like two blocks. So we could go check it out. It's like two blocks. It's just really 
should. Bizarre. That's funny. It's really bizarre. I was going to show you a photo. Yeah, we'll check it, it out. It's like, it's just, the food's great, and you're like, you're in this, I mean, the, the restaurant is this size, and... Not big. Yeah. Yeah. And, awesome. um, and, and it's just like totally stones kitted out. Um, yeah, I mean, what else? Maybe like good bars, and like Darty Bar just closed, which was our, like... Headquarters and base of operations for a while. Or all the inspiration you had? Probably like, for good. Though. What about some uh, like Asian slash ethnic food that they have any go to? Yeah. Because like, um, it seems like there's an inconceivable amount of those. I mean, yeah, there's tons. And, and like, people always say there's no good Mexican food in New York. That's not true. I've seen it's, so much. There's it's great Mexican food. It's just hard. It's, it's not like LA where it's like you drive by it and it's on every corner. It's like you have to seek it out. You got to go to Sunset Park or. You know, you, you know, you go to, to you know places in Bushwick or Ridgewood. Oh, Liz, what do you have to say? He's coming in for the S- kill. Cerveceria Habermeyer, the best happy hour for Mexican food in the city. Nice, well. Oh, and they run La Superior. That place is yes. Great. Those are they're great. They're great. They have all. They all have good tequila. Probably, that's oh, my yeah. preferred alcohol. Yeah, is tequila. And the secret One tequila mezcal bar that's behind the refrigerator next oh, door. Oh yeah. Um, now we've got to the bottom of things. I'm glad. I'm glad I. <laughs> there's. Asked I mean, look, Chinatown has killer fucking Chinese restaurants. Um, look, you go out to Queens and there's like it at everything. Yeah. Like, and then you know you can go to. Uh, you know, there, look, there's great Thai restaurants, like, you know, really, like, super funky Thai restaurants, like, tons of stuff. Um, yeah, New York's fucking melting pot. It's also really fucking expensive. Crazy expensive white people food as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 There too. But yeah. that, sometimes that I, I find it difficult to strike a balance for that with me if it's worth it or not. Like, it has to be really good. I feel like not many are really good. It's just like, I didn't need to You're just going to shit it out the next day. Like, you can enjoy it. It's all good. If you don't drink at dinner, things become much less expensive. Yeah, I noticed that. Hard not to. I've, especially here, it's so tempting just to, at least for me, because I don't, I try not to drink as, as much anymore. So I'm doing a whole health thing, but I treat it like, you know, celebration. But it's just so tempting for me just to walk into bars like every, every, <laughs> every corner yeah. that's on. Like, well, oh, this place looks New cool. York City is crazy. You know. dude, in Pittsburgh, rock yeah. room. Like it, everything's so cheap, yeah. and the food is cheap, and it was good too. Yeah, rock room is a legit. The, the food was fucking good. Hidden gem, yeah. And it was like a dollar for a pizza boat. Yeah. Up two dollars for a burger. Dude. We're like, what the fuck? Pittsburgh punk rock is cheap, man. That's the way we like it. Pittsburgh. I think we do well in Pittsburgh. I you do. People seem to like. People had definitely come to both Pittsburgh shows that we played. Uh huh. And. It was funny because the you know Howlers was more like metal. We were on kind of like a metal. It was like a doom metal doom band. Metal. Yeah, it was kind of a weird build for us. But you could fit it anywhere. That's also what yeah. I like about you guys. Yeah, like you'll fuck around. You'll go yeah. wherever. And because we were on Riding Easy, we got uh, you know even with a lot of that like stoner doom stuff, which is yeah. not really our scene. Like I'd rather honestly play more with like punk bands. But um, you know, but then it, at at Rock Room, it, we were on more of a punk bill. And we definitely had some of like people that were there not for the show. Mm-hmm. Like we converted them. They came in and they were like, "What?" The? Like I had this one I couple kids that came up and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" They're like, 
no idea who you guys are, but that was awesome. Had a good yeah, time. Fuck yeah, dude. I feel like people forget what it's like to have a good time seeing a rock and roll band at metal shows and punk shows like that. Like people take themselves so seriously, and you guys are just really good, but also really fun, and that's what. Nothing is that was like the worst thing about like indie rock is like seeing people like look miserable on stage. Most of them look miserable. Like you're not going. No one wants to see someone unhappy and like not wanting to be there. It's like this for us is like a joy. Right. You know, it's like to be able to, to play music on stage. It's so fun. Like you totally feel should it. Be you should be having fun, and if you're having fun, the crowd's gonna be having fun. They don't want some mopey fuck on stage. Like, you know, it's like, they can tell. And, I mean, look, we have a fucking good time. We usually pay for it the next day pretty hard, too. That's what resonates with people, man. That's how you do it. Live and, live and learn. Walk the walk, talk the talk. Um, should we go up to the Misfits? I was going to say, one yes. more question. Speaking of bands, we're going to go to the Misfits. Last question. What's your favorite Black Sabbath album? Always <laughs> Well, as a kid, the only one I had was Paranoid. Makes sense. It was on tape. Sweet. And it was like, what, it's like eight songs or something? Yeah. Like, and for, like, as a kid, like, that was very manageable. Yeah. Like, and getting three into of them it. Were, like, massive hits. Yeah. 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 It was like one of those ones, like, you know, like Zeppelin 4, where you're like, you know, three of these eight songs I hear on the radio, so like that's my frame of reference. I get it. Sure. So I probably listened to that just like wore out that tape. I probably listened to that the most, but I think probably Volume Four is a better yeah. record. I mean, I like that. Answer. I mean, we're also like compare. I mean, it's like <laughs> which perfect album is the most perfect? <laughs> exactly. Um, that's, that's the thing. Do you ask everyone which is their favorite sound? Yeah. yeah, you're the first person that's ever said Volume Four. Really? Yep. A lot um, of people either say they don't know or uh, paranoid. I mean, you should ask Grace. She's we'll I like Sabbath, but I'm not the I'm not uh, like as obsessive about Sabbath as I am about like ACDC or the Stones or 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 shit like that. Got it, man. Um, but yeah, Grace, she's she's super into Sabbath um, cool. and like Electric Wizard. That's like her. Everyone has like their different influences, you know. Like I, I like butt rock and punk rock. Yeah. Grace is like metal, and you know, like sure, I get it. It comes through in your music too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have Grace on next. Right now, we're gonna go see the damn Peace Bitches. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you. This was great. That was fun. That was great, man. Um, Thanks so much. Sam was at Sam was at uh, Steely Dan last.